They always want to see us down, never come around. But you can witness greatness when I come and snatch your crown. See, I ain't never been the type of way to mess around. Cause I'm all about my business and I move without a sound. Queens working silence, trying to stop the violence. Cause I'm killing my goals, here's my story, you're invited. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade, an original podcast by the Skinny Black Girls Code. My name is Whitney B, and I am your host. And today we're going to talk about the truth about reoccurring fears and how you can crush them. Keep it locked. Hey guys, happy Monday and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade. It is a snowy January 8th, 2017 here in Columbus, Ohio, but I'm, I'm good. I'm pretty content. I actually just celebrated my 27th birthday over the weekend and I did that by making an impromptu trip to Charlotte, North Carolina. So I have a best friend. She moved away um, in 2012, and I wanted to go see her. And in order for me to achieve that, especially in the winter time, because I'm clearly not driving, I had to fly. Now, let me tell you guys, I've flown so many different times in the last several years. But one thing that happens all the time is that I still get scared to get on an airplane. Um, you know, usually the more I fly, you know, within a specific time frame, I'm good. Like, you know, if I fly one month and then maybe a few weeks later or a month later, if I fly again, I don't have fear. But uh, for some reason, if I don't fly for a while, I just get so scared. So I'll give you an example. So, you know, uh, prior to this weekend, I'm so excited. You know, my friends and I were in a group chat talking about how we're going to turn up and have so much fun. And, you know, all of a sudden, I start seeing all these articles. So the first thing I saw was an article about how 2017 was accident-free and the president was taking all the credit for it. But I wasn't really worried about him. For some reason, when I saw accident-free, I'm like, damn, well, what if 2018 is the year that I get into an accident? What if I'm one of the first? So, like, my mind started to whirl. And as the week went on, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, you start to see certain things. I was looking at the weather. The weather was pretty bad uh, up in the Carolinas area, mostly South Carolina. But, you know, the news tends to exaggerate sometimes. So I'm thinking that North Carolina was going to be bad. I'm thinking that it was going to snow in Washington. And I started to have all these fears. So despite the fact of me flying um, before quite a few times, last year when it came to it this year I was just like oh my gosh like I'm like my thought is I'm going to die like I don't know why I think that way when it comes to flying so I really wanted to think about you know why am I so scared to fly and I remember the reason that I became so afraid of flying really started from September 11 2001 so I remember being in the fifth grade and being on the playground and one of my peers came outside like we didn't know what was going on like all the teachers were like whispering and we were sitting by the eagle's nest just chilling talking and I had a classmate ran to us and said that they're coming to get us they're coming to attack us because apparently they were on their way to the bathroom but they peeked inside the teacher's lounge and saw that on television um, that the twin towers had been attacked so I think from that day I've always had this anxiety about a catastrophic event happening while I'm on a plane and you know from that you know I've always feared it because I remember 
um, when I was younger, we would always go to New York. And after September 11th, my family and I, we, we hadn't been. So I the first time I had been to New York in years was in 2016. So, you know, I've always had this trepidation for flying. Um, you know, whether thinking about getting in a crash, um, more so for me, like terrorist attacks, those were the things that gave me anxiety about flying. So anywho, last week, you know, I'm a hot mess. You know, I've, I was thinking about it. I deliberated on maybe canceling my flight and going out of different time but I realized that one of my friends had invested a lot into me coming in I mean she's like she had this whole weekend plan and so I didn't want to disappoint and I decided that I was just being a big baby so I decided to go for it and do it so the night before I left I was just up all night playing out scenarios in my head and when I did fall asleep I woke up gasping for air because I had nightmares like I was thinking about it so much it came into my dreams and so finally I get to the airport um, you know, I got up, got dressed, went to the airport and, you know, I'm walking as I'm walking, I feel my heart beating <laughs> going through TSA. Like I always feel nervous, even though I don't have anything to hide. Like I feel always feel so nervous going through TSA and, you know, I got on a plane and that first flight, you know, it was a little rocky cause going into Washington DC, they had a lot of high winds over the weekend, but after that first flight, I was good. By the time I got over my layover flight, um, I wasn't fearful anymore. You know, I got on that second plane and took some Z's and went to sleep. So, you know, I was good. But, you know, it, and it kind of carried out. You know, I went. I went to North Carolina, enjoyed my weekend. I had to take a plane back through the same route. So I went from North Carolina to Washington, D.C., and then D.C. to Columbus. And, you know, on my way back, I was in good spirits. And I didn't go through as much as I did that first time. You know, I didn't have a million and one what-ifs like I did leaving Columbus. And so I bring up this experience because it occurs to me that we often talk about conquering our fears. We treat conquering our fears as a one-time occurrence when, in fact, um, you know, those fears can come back. You know, while we can celebrate and rejoice of when we finally do face our fears, whatever those may be, you know, we don't think about them coming back because we think it's a one-and-done deal, and a lot of times it's not. You know, there are so many things that I like to do, like flying, that, I will do more than one time in my life. So while I've overcome those scary feelings, they sometimes come back, you know, and I'll give you an example, something else that a lot of us probably fear, um, public speaking, <laughs> public speaking, more than 30% of Americans fear public speaking more than death. In other words, there are many people who would rather be in the coffin than actually read a eulogy. So, you know, that is, is pretty big. And those numbers come from Chapman University. They took a 2015 study, and they found that, you know, those people indicated that they were afraid or very afraid of public speaking. So, again, you know, let's get into it. You know, this podcast today is not just about, you know, how to overcome your fears that one time and go about your merry way. You know, how do you deal with those feelings when they come back? How do you cope with them? How do you look fear in the face again and decide that it's no longer going to scare you? So want to get into a couple of points that I think will be really useful for you all. And let me know what you think. So the first one, Understand the difference between caution and fear. So a lot of times we may mistake in 
our caution for being fearful when really we're just trying to think about the worst case scenario and and that is very healthy but you have to understand that the difference between the two is that fear is like a paralysis so you know fear is ultimately what is stopping you from going for what you want being cautious doesn't stop you it just makes you think a little bit more clearly and you might add a little bit more preparation so you know I took some time to look into it and you know, uh, there are some people who call caution prudence, you know, but prudence is an old school word. So I, I use caution. Most of us in the 21st century, we don't talk about prudence. But, you know, caution is being well-intentioned. It's about having good judgment, looking at all the possibilities and considering the consequences of your actions. So in other words, you think before you do, you're being thoughtful, you're using common sense, and ultimately you're, you're doing what's best for you. So, you know, you're using caution so that way you are avoiding thoughtless and reckless behavior. So you have to understand the differences between what's harmful and what's helpful. So I'll give you an example, right? You know, let's say you're buying a new car, right? So you're fearful of buying a new car because maybe in the past you've been scammed before. Maybe you got a lemon or a clunker at a dealership and you just don't want to repeat that first experience, right? So, you know, as a result, because you're so fearful of getting scammed or getting gypped, you know, you deal with what you have. You know, you put money into a vehicle that really no longer serves you. Now, if you're someone who is practicing prudence or someone who's being uh, cautious, you look at the pros and cons of not having a better car, and then you decide that having not having a new car will cause more problems in the long run. So in other words, you recognize that you're fearful, but at the same time, you know that if you don't get a new car, you know it would only result into more bad results. So you do your due diligence. You ask for recommendations. You research reviews. You ask questions. You set budgets. So when you step on the lot, you know what to say. You're better equipped, and you're less fearful about um, essentially getting jipped by a car salesman. So you have to understand that if you're struggling with the fear that you've once overcome, it's worth noting that you're not necessarily scared. You just might just be someone who's cautious, and there's nothing wrong with having caution. So if you are a cautious person, you want to equip yourself with the info that you need to alleviate your concern. It's only when your caution prevents you from moving forward is when it's concerning. And at that point, it's no longer caution. It becomes into fear. You know, um, you know, just thinking about that, you know, equipping yourself with that knowledge, right? So going back to my earlier example about flying. So one of the things that I did to uh, initially in that beginning portion, one of the things that I did in the beginning was to become educated about flying. Like, why was I so fearful about flying? So what I did essentially was to get the statistics. So flying is literally one of the safest forms of transportation. Now, according to the National Safety Council, Americans have a 1 in 14 chance of dying in a car crash. Now, the odds of dying in the air and space um, transport incidents, which are private flights and air taxis, are one in 9,821. So essentially, you have a better chance of flying and staying alive than being in a car. So, you know, it's always funny to me because, you know, I was always one of those people where, you know, I feel safer in a car, when really, essentially, you're not safer in a car. So literally, when you get the facts, you literally shut yourself up because you have the necessary information in front of you. 
So, you know, let's say, for example, you have a fear of applying for a job at a major company because you just don't think they'll hire you for whatever reason. You don't think your glow up is good. You don't think that you have the credentials. But because of that preconceived notion, you never looked at the job description, which clearly showed that you're qualified. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that you have to get over your own assumptions and you have to look at the facts. If you find yourself overwhelmed with fear more than once, remind yourself of the facts so that you could proceed with more confidence. So, so, you know, in a nutshell, just make sure that you're putting yourself in a position to where you're more knowledgeable, because when you're knowledgeable and when you have the facts, it makes it a little less scary. And then uh, another point is realize that fear is not always a bad thing. It, it actually makes you human. You know, we hear so many different things about, <laughs> we hear so many different things about, oh, you have to conquer your fear. Fear is so bad. But at the end of the day, I mean, fear is a natural part of all of us. So, you know, earlier I talked about the public speaking, right? So, you know, I do public speaking every day. In my day job, I am an instructor at a media school here in Ohio. So I'm fearful speaking to my students every day like I, I'm not gonna lie um you know and in the same stroke I'm also an entrepreneur so when I'm invited to host events or conduct workshops I'm fearful and I'm fearful a lot of times because I don't know how I will be received and how the information that I have to present will be received but I have to remind myself I can't control other people's reactions but I have to look at the things that that are actually in my control so I put extra work into my presentation I practice what I say uh, a lot of times I write out a script, so I have notes in case I get lost. Um, I also think about the questions that I could ask during my presentation that can get people thinking or to have them become a little bit more engaged. So while feeling the fear is nerve-wracking, it actually challenges me to think more critically about how I present my material. So the extra time and effort that I put into a presentation or a lesson always proves that when you start worrying about the things you can control, you can A, allow yourself to feel a little bit more relief because you're prepared and be gain a, a sense of personal freedom because even if you don't get the reaction you want you did everything that you could do to be the best at what you do so you know realize that um you know fear is not always a negative you know it could push you to be a little bit better so um you know recognize that so if you're coming across fear a, a second time figure out how you can adequately prepare for that you know figure out you know, what is those things that are triggering you and ultimately figuring out how can you prepare for it so you can feel at ease once you come up against it again. Now, a third point that I think is really important is uh, courage over security. So a lot of times we conquer our fear one time, right? And then when it comes around to it a second time, um, we're in, in the same predicament. Same thing, again, same thing with public speaking. Sometimes people get so excited, um, well, not really excited, but they're fearful about a big speech. They have the speech, the speech comes and, and goes, but then they go back to their normal lives until, until it pops up again. So you have to understand that you just can't take a risk one time and go back to your regularly, regularly scheduled life. You know, it, it has to change. You know, the trajectory of your life has to be changed by a series of calculated risks because you have to understand that risks are necessary for you to grow. You know, there are so many people who are in jobs, marriages, situations that they don't like because they fear something worse is supposed to come if they don't or if they do end it. So while security can be a good thing, it's crippling and also 
at the same time, it doesn't make you feel like your best self. You know, if you're in a situation that you don't necessarily want to be in, you're not happy. And when you're not happy, um, you know, that ultimately has a lot of bad results. So you have to learn how to find a balance between security and risk taking. So you have to understand that, you know, you've taken risks before. You know, like one thing that I try to do is to think about everything that I've done in the past. You know, if I'm coming up against something again or for something for the first time, you have to remind yourself about the other things that you've conquered in your life and remind yourself that, you know, even though this may be a different situation, the process is no different. You have to believe that moving on from this moment will position you to conquer more in the future. So each time you overcome something is a stepping stone to face a greater obstacle because at the end of the day, we're always going to be fearful. There's always going to be problems, you know, things that may reoccur more than one time. But, it, you know, if you give yourself that confidence and know that, hey, I did it before, I can do it again, you'll be all right. Now, you have to understand if your fear is attached to failure, learn how to be okay with failing at something. That that's really the, the biggest thing. Learn how to be okay with failing because, you know, once you fall, the only way to go is up. So you have to look at it from that perspective. And at the end of the day, you must decide once and for all that it's more important for you to have the courage to do what you need to do to succeed rather than to stay attached to things that make you feel safe. You know, it ain't safe. It ain't safe. So, <laughs> you know, definitely try to make sure that, you know, you're stepping outside of your comfort zones. You know, stepping outside of your comfort zones is one of the, the best ways to manage fear. And um, another important thing, definitely something that is more important, um, thinking about consistency, right? So consistency is so important. So a couple of days ago, I had a friend who uh, told me that they listened to my podcast and like she told me that she's so ready to start her YouTube channel. She's a fantastic makeup artist, sells makeup, everything else. So, you know, she's told me that she's been putting it off forever because she doesn't know what the reaction will be. So she's recording these videos and she's deleting them because she's like super anxiety. She has all this anxiety. Right. So the one thing that you have to understand is that you have to consistently, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, you have to consistently face your fears to help alleviate them. So a lot of the times we rely on uh, what we see other people do. You know, we consistently try to look for feedback. But you have to understand that you won't know what to improve or change if you don't just don't put yourself out there. So, you know, it's baby steps. You have to gradually take those steps, but it's so necessary. So, you know, if you feel like, um, you know, you want to do something, whether that's starting a blog, starting a business, starting something else, and, you know, and sometimes we have those feelings because maybe we started something before and we failed, but it goes back. You can't be afraid of failure because, you know, once you put yourself out there, you give yourself that opportunity to grow. You know, that's when you're able to seek feedback, but you can't seek feedback if you don't if no one knows what it is that you're doing. So, you know, I definitely recommend that, you know, if failure was something that happened to you before and if you're scared to do something again, you know, just know that um, you'll never know until you just start. You have to start and you have to be consistent because once you're consistent, you become a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, I feel like consistency equals comfortability, comfortable ability. I can't talk today. <laughs> so, you know, think about that. That's food for thought. So I have just a couple of more points. 
Um, one other way to alleviate yourself from fear a second time is to change your mind state. So one way to change your mind state is to be grateful. So gratitude ultimately can help you, especially if your fears are connected to an opportunity. So, you know, I'm always using public speaking as an example because it's just such a common problem. So, you know, let's say, for example, um, you are someone with a message, right? And someone invites you to speak on a big stage. Maybe you speak in front of 500 plus people. So obviously, wow, you're scared, right? Oh my gosh, I can't do this. And I've known people who have backed out of speaking opportunities or media opportunities because they didn't feel like they were ready or they didn't feel like um, they were good enough to be on that stage. So you have to change your mind state. So you know, instead of saying, oh, my God, I'm so scared to speak to these people, think, wow, you know, I'm so opportunity for, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share my message with an audience, you know, who can potentially be impacted by what it is that I have to say. So, you know, change your mindset and be more grateful. So that way, um, you know, that becomes just a little bit more easier for you. So two more points. Uh, one is finding positive role models with similar stories that can give you hope. So um, for me, for example, in 2009, um, I was 18 years old and I had an abortion in, in 2009. And so one of my biggest fears after that experience was that my life would never be the same. So the people that I had know, who I knew who went through the same process, they never wanted to talk about it. So, you know, for me, it was kind of a, a lonely thing for me to kind of figure out how I should cope. So I decided to go on the Internet. And so I started finding these forums and stories of women who found a life after abortion, whether they got married, you know, whether they eventually did have children. And it ultimately um, helped alleviate a lot of the worries that I had about myself. And ultimately, it gave me an alternative perspective of how I should view my life. Now, you know, I'm not going to say that those negative feelings don't come back. I would be a liar if I did. But, you know, I always try to reflect on those stories. And one of the things that helped me was actually telling my own story. So um, earlier last year, or excuse me, later last year, I wrote a book called The Skinny Black Girl's Guide to Freedom. And um, when I released it, and when people actually read the book, they shared their stories with me and how they've coped. And, you know, that was something that was very therapeutic for me. So, you know, one thing, you know, especially after experiences that might be life changing, you know, I've accepted that my life will never be the same. So that eliminated a lot of my fear. But I've also accepted that I have the ability to change my present and my future. So, you know, while, you know, sometimes those fears still come up, you know, they come back and slap me in the face. Um, I combat them a lot more effectively by knowing that, A, I'm not the only person who's ever been through that experience. And um, being known that I'm capable and worthy of, of living my best life. So, you know, definitely make sure that, you know, if you have gone through a fear, you know, try to find some other support, you know, whether that's someone in real life or just looking on the Internet and, and looking at those stories. You'd be amazed of how much confidence it'll give you and how it will allow you to conquer again. And finally, um, just remember that you've been down this road before. You know, think about that first time that you conquered your fear. How did it make you feel? You probably felt good, right? You probably felt accomplished. So, you know, think about that fear and think about how that feeling allowed you to feel and put that at the top of your mind. Know that, you know, if you are facing something again, know that that feeling that you had before is potentially on the other side. So use that as your motivation to move forward. Now, I know I discussed a lot, and at the end of the day, I want you to understand that, you know, we can never truly get rid of fear. However, it's more than possible to overcome it and to actually manage it. 
One thing that I've learned, and and this is really big for me, one thing that I've learned out of everything is wherever you are, whoever you are, and whenever you're ambitious and whenever you want to go outside the box or try something new or try something again, it is normal that fear is a part of that process. I'm going to say that again. It is so normal that fear is actually a part of that process. Know that resisting fear is not a good use of your time. It's not. What you want to do and what you want to understand is that when you use more time and energy to try to prevent something that is out of your control, you know, you're, you're wasting time to actually do. So let's do more and let's fear less. So one thing that I want to leave you all with is a quote, and this is a quote from Mrs. Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I've lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that can come along. So let's be resilient. Let's be less fearful. And let's try to realize and understand that, you know, may even though we may not be able to get rid of fear, we can manage it. And once we know that we are capable of managing it, the sky is the limit. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pink Lemonade. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you have any fears or anything that you need to conquer, let me know. Um, make sure you drop a note down in the comments or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at SBGCode. Once again, my name is Whitney B and I'm your host and I am so looking forward to seeing you all the next time. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and make sure that you like and subscribe. Once again, thank you for listening to Pink Lemonade and I'll see you guys soon.